What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 80 this week. 80. Oh man, a big milestone. Man, it's crazy. We got here. We've, we've done it. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely insane how long we've been doing this thing. Yeah. 83 weeks. Oh man. Guys, January of 2018. Mm -hmm. That's when we started. Yeah. You guys coming are crazier on... than we are to keep exactly. us around as long as I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Coming up on two years, what I'm about to say, it's just insane that we've been doing it that long. It doesn't feel like that long, honestly. It doesn't. But seriously, we have the greatest fans and listeners in the world. Y'all rock to be able to keep us around this long. And huge thanks to all of y'all, all of our amazing guests that we've had on. Yes. It's, it's just been, it's been incredible. Yes. And speaking of guests, this week, since I don't know if anybody has seen the news about it, but... We have some somber news to bring inside the Crazy Our Ant Farm. One of our previous guests, Catrice Barnes, passed away with a long battle of breast cancer. And our thoughts and condolences go out to the family and other musicians that were surrounding her. And I saw Seth Meyers tweeted about yep, it. Yeah. So sad, man. She was musical director at SNL there for like 10 years. Yeah. And she was just a blast to have on the show, so we're really sad about yeah, this. Yeah, it's a huge loss for the music industry and the television industry, honestly. Uh, she did win Emmys for her work on Saturday Night Live. Uh, the bleep in a box, if you guys, I'm sure if you're SNL fans, you know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, we, you know, and in memoriam, she, we are going to rerun her guest segment on the, on this week's show. So you can look forward to hearing that she does talk about her battle with breast cancer in the interview. Um, and, and it's inspiring. I, you know, I just, God bless it, it. It's a tragic loss, but I hope that you're inspired by hearing her interview again. And that if you're facing your own battles, we hope that by listening to this and hearing it, you can, you, you know, it'll, it's going to help you guys out. Uh, so yeah. Definitely, sad, sad. definitely. Well, for the rest of the show, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, oh. man. I know a lot of stuff broke this week. Like, what the hell? Sony and Disney battling over Spider-Man. Mm. This shit is insane. Plus, Netflix is battling with theater chains, trying to get the Irishman in there. And then, you know, we got some CBS Viacom. We also got some music stuff. Eminem's publisher is suing a huge streaming platform. It's true. And so we're going to be talking about it this week. So... I'm very excited to start this 80th episode with y'all, and to introduce your host this week, myself, J-Lo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What up? Oh my goodness. And guys, be sure to head over to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can pick up the fantastic gear of Crazy Ant Media. We have podcast shirts, we have podcast hats, we have podcast bags, we have the official Crazy Ant Media logo designed designed by our own tavia marinovich man that looks amazing so be sure to get a hat shirt bag we basically sell everything on our merchandise website so pick up anything there and start rocking some crazy gear all right let, i mean whew, let's start off with the biggest thing going down in hollywood right now the battle of spider-man i'm not happy this is fucking crazy i'm not happy no it's, yeah, I, I, it's, I mean ugh. come on anybody that follows us and anybody who follows me for sure knows anybody who's known me my whole life knows i'm a comic book geek i'm a nerd since birth i've been loving every single second of <laughs> the superhero movies and television uh, bonanza that's been hitting over the past decade or so and this one pisses me off seriously man guys seriously. Spider-Man, apparently. Now, we should say this isn't definitive yet. This is all, you know, alleged, and, and both sides are confirming that it's likely going to happen, but not official yet. But it looks like Spidey 
is no longer going to be in the MCU. Uh, it's only hurting the fans, man. It's only hurting the fans. It's going to, yeah, guys, I think everybody, we ran a poll. By the way, I ran a poll, and it was 100% to zero. Shit. Should Sony take Spider-Man back, or should he stay in the MCU? 100% to zero, Spider-Man should stay in the MCU. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that that's definitive right there. Exactly. So for anybody who doesn't know, back in the day when a- Amy Pascal was still uh, the chairman of uh, Sony Pictures, she knew that Spider-Man was in trouble. They right. were coming off of a, a couple of the Andrew Garfield films that, while did okay money-wise, uh, fans weren't happy with, and they didn't make much of a profit, and they knew that the attempt to reboot the franchise was kind of bad, and she knew she needed help. Right. So apparently she reached out to Kevin Feige, Feige's like, hell yeah, we want Spidey in the MCU. We've been wanting that for a while. Exactly. They worked out a deal. That deal consisted of uh, Civil War and then the two Avengers movies and two solo Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Well, as you guys know, that's all done. Exactly. And so it was time to renegotiate. Amy Pascal's no longer there. Uh, so Tom Rothman is. And now, apparently, they just could not come to a deal. Um and it's all about distribution, right? It is. So so here's here's basically what the deal does. Sony m- makes the film. They pay for production, they they distribute it, and Marvel makes the film. They have creative control, they make the film and everything, and they get 5% of first dollar revenue, right. meaning they get five dollars, you know, five percent, or basically five dollars off of every dollar in the first um, dollar revenue. Well, they're not happy with that. You know, they they have seen the success that Spider-Man has had in the MCU. They want a bigger cut. Sony has seen the success that Spider-Man has had, and somehow thinks that they don't need Marvel anymore mm-hmm. to continue that blueprint. What okay? How it went down? Disney wanted to to pay for half of the film. They wanted to pay for half of the production and get half of the profits. Sony said no way. Right. Disney apparently countered with how about thirty? They said no way. Also, from what I'm understanding, what I read, part of the deal that Disney also wanted was not just Spider-Man movies, but any sequels within the universe that's already happening. AKA Venom. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, guys. Exactly. Marvel saw the success of Venom also that they weren't a part of, not a part of the MCU. They wanted in on that. Exactly. Because, Logan, I think everybody agrees. Everybody wants to see that Tom Holland Spidey versus Tom Hardy Venom. Exactly. But that can't happen with Spider Man in the MCU and Venom in Sony. So that was the sticking point, basically. Mm-hmm. And both sides didn't budge. So it yes. looks like. Spidey's exiting. Yeah, and which is super crazy because they've uh, thrown around Kevin Feige's name quite a bit. They're saying that Disney didn't want him a part of those because of the workload that he has with the new properties attached because the whole Fox and Disney mergers. So they're worried about his workload with the X-Men and Fantastic Four that's about to happen. But then also... Disney is saying that Sony was worried about his workload. So it's he said, she said, right. and it's just... The fans are the ones suffering right now. Exactly. And anybody who knows Kevin Feige or has seen Kevin Feige operate over the last decade or 11 years with the MCU, 
I call total bullshit. Seriously. This man is more than capable of handling all of the Marvel properties in the MCU. Yeah. He's a he's a visionary, he's a brilliant guy. I call both sides are bullshit if they say he can't handle the workload. Agreed. That's total crap. Agreed. So I think in my opinion, that's that's an excuse. Yeah. And we saw earlier today too that uh Old Tom Holland there, he unfollowed Sony Pictures on Instagram, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He hasn't made a public statement, yeah. but I think that is his public statement. Yeah. I've also seen that an old video of him from 2017, when asked about a possible Venom-Spidey crossover, he said he was all down for that, but that it would have to happen in the MCU because he ain't giving that ticket up. Exactly. So you take that interview from a couple of years ago, coupled with the fact that he unfollowed Sony, I'm thinking Tom doesn't want to leave the MCU. Yeah, seriously. And rightfully so, guys. Exactly. Okay. I, I read, and I'm going to give all the numbers here, credit to Forbes, because they did a beautiful job with the numbers. Anybody who's in the industry kind of understands how the whole money situation works. Basically, when you read that a movie cost $200 million to make, okay, that's just the production budget. Right. You actually have to make three times that before you make a profit. Exactly. And the reason being is because you also have to cover distribution and marketing and uh, back end points, percentage points, because as we all know, there's hardly a deal done nowadays where the where the actors or somebody involved doesn't get back end points, participation points. So Forbes did a great job of breaking it down. Okay, as you guys know, there were three Tobey Maguire movies, two Andrew Garfield movies. Okay, so over that time pre MCU, okay, Sony spent a combined 1.5 billion dollars to make and market those films. Yeah. Now, if you guys remember, at the time, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire said, were record breakers. Yeah, exactly. Okay? But here's the kicker. Those movies combined only brought in $500 million to the studio Yeah. before subtracting participation points. So they ended up bringing in less than half a billion dollars while they spent almost $2 billion to yeah. make and market them. Yeah. So basically it breaks down to this way. They spent about $300 million per film and they had to make $800 million or more per film just to break even yeah. and then had to pay out the, the back end. Mm -hmm. So they basically made about $100 million off each film. That was it. Exactly. Now, that's nothing when you consider how much they were paying out. Mm -hmm. Okay, now keep in mind what like we talked about at the top of this. Right now, Sony is paying all production costs. Disney offered to split that 50-50. Exactly. They'd pay for half the production costs, Sony'd pay for half, and then they split the profits. Now, when you spend out $1.5 billion and you only make $300 million, why wouldn't you want somebody to split that cost exactly. with you to, to, so that you can make more profit? Exactly. Now, here's the, here's the kicker. Since MCU got involved, those two Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, the single most money-making films in Sony's history. Okay? In fact, the new one, Spider-Man Far From Home, is, is outdid James Bond, Skyfall, and is Sony's biggest film ever. Okay? And there's a reason for that. Because, and Forbes lays it out, and I think me and Logan and everybody probably listens to this show agrees... The MCU's fan base is the biggest, most popular fan base in the world. Definitely. You don't even have to market it. If you say MCU, people are going to see that movie. 
That's why Spider-Man was huge. They wanted to see Nick Fury. They want to see the Avengers. They want to hear Iron Man and Thor name dropped in Spider-Man movies. Exactly. That's why the film was huge. Exactly. No doubt about it. You remove the MCU from the equation, those films aren't going to be as successful. I'm sorry, but anybody who tries to argue that, I'd like to hear your argument. Yeah, It's not going to work. Well, the thing is, Sony just wants to have their hands all over everything. I mean, they're fine with little partners, but they want to have their hands all over everything. Like, the first two original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, like... It kind of was creative free reign, but then the third one came in with Sony, and they wanted complete control of the third one, which was a complete disaster, which we all saw, we all Absolutely. hated. Absolutely. And then with the same thing with the Andrew Garfield one. They were all over those two, so it seems like they just don't want to share. No, they, they have a track record of every time they get involved creatively, the movies tank and they ruin the franchise. It exactly. happened with the Tobey Maguire's, like Logan just said, it happened with the Andrew Garfield's. And... While many people say that the second Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, was their favorite, and, and it, true, it was, but it made less money than the first one. The third one completely bombed, and the and the two Andrew Garfields didn't make as much. Guys, Sony fucks it up. Exactly. They, every, they've got a proven track record of every time they get involved, they fuck it up. Why are we supposed to believe that this time around, if you kick out MCU and they take creative control, they're not going to fuck it up? Exactly. They will. They will. And the absolute crazy thing is when Sony completely takes over, because Tom Holland signed to two more films, correct? Uh, he's he's one more with an option for a second. So one technically, film, yeah, two. He cannot, that storyline cannot be anywhere the what the, his Spider-Man is now. No. So they would have to completely reboot, reboot again. with him, so, yep. which I just don't see happening. And guys, I don't see the fans going to see that. No, no, because, okay, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen it by now, what the fuck, too bad. Spoilers. It ended with his secret identity being exposed to the world by J. Jonah Jameson. It also ended with you find out that Nick Fury and Maria Hill were scrolls the whole time. It also, the whole movie was based on him trying to live up to Iron Man and the aftermath of the, the, the death of the Avengers. Guys, they explain the blip. They None of that will be allowed to be referenced if they move forward outside of the MCU. They can't mention Tony Stark. They can't mention the five-year blip. They can't mention the fact the secret identity was exposed. They can't. They, they, you'll never see the Iron Spidey suit again. None of that. And guys, remember his costume. It comes down to the smallest thing. His costume is Stark Tech. Exactly. What are they gonna? They can't use that costume. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. And honestly, my favorite part in. Uh, the last Spider-Man, Far From Home, fucking was when he was on uh, the Stark jet designing his own suit and Happy looks at him as a, like a remembrance of what Tony used to do designing his old suit. Exactly. So, which is just completely insane. How are you going to take away? That's probably one of the best relationships in the MCU is between Spidey and Iron Man of what was. But now, yeah, if you just completely take it away, then no one's going to have any sort of connection with that. So I just think it's going to be a complete disaster. I feel like there's either going to be a deal that's going to get resolved or it's just not going to happen because if they just try to completely reboot this with the same actor it's not going to work yeah no it's not going to work and i don't think tom holland wants that exactly so my theory is this they saw that venom did nearly a billion dollars 860 something plus million worldwide huge success for them with no spider-man exactly then they saw that spider-man far from home did over a billion 
They know that there's the demand there for everybody to see a Venom Spider-Man movie. Sony wants that. And they don't want Disney to be a part of it. So they feel like they can kick Marvel out. They can make that movie themselves and collect all of the money on that. I get that. Disney, no doubt, also saw the money that Venom made without their involvement and thinks that they can also be involved in making that even better. We should say rumor has it around town that Feige actually consulted on Venom. So while there was no actual Marvel involvement, Feige did consult. So there you go. Um... Look, I don't doubt that that movie would be huge. I doubt it will be less huge without the MCU. Agreed. Everybody wants to see that movie happen in the MCU. Exactly. Just work this out. We should say, like we said at the top, everybody's freaking out. Everybody's kind of like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Both sides have said they want to work something out. We know the Venom sequel's coming with Carnage. It will not have Spider-Man in it unless they decide to put a cameo in there, which I don't, again, think Holland will agree to. And then we know it's going to be at least another two years before we would see a solo Spidey movie, even if he was in the MCU. Exactly. So, guys, they've got about two years, two and a half years to get something worked out. If not longer, because he's not even mentioned in the Phase 4. Exactly. So, guys, let's not panic. Let's hope they do everything right. Both sides want to continue the relationship. I think both sides are smart enough to continue the relationship, and they're going to get this worked out. Yeah. Nobody wants to see – and, guys, I mean, have you seen the boycott? Sony stuff. Yeah, I mean, crazy. the fans aren't talking about just boycotting Spider-Man movies. They're talking about boycotting Sony. In fact, I read that there was a, a planned storming of Sony's gates oh, coming up to to boycott. Like they're serious. Well, damn, that's how big the MCU is, guys. And exactly. I know, you know. Please let us know what you guys think about this one because this is a big topic. Yeah, this is a big topic, especially you got Disney launching all their new stuff, all these like shit. They clearly had big plans for Spidey in the MCU. They exactly. set that up in this last Spider-Man movie. So exactly. let us know what you think. Do you agree with us? Do you don't give a shit? Do you think you should go back to Sony? It's just, oh, it's so stressful, man. It's so stressful. But it's, like, yeah, like you said, hopefully they get it worked out in the next two to three years because obviously fans want it. Yeah. So. And if not, just remember Fox. Yeah. Disney wanted the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Fox told them no. And, well, now they have them and there is no Fox. Exactly. Sony? Sony. Exactly. Just knocking, knocking, Sony. Just that that's Disney. They're coming for their character. I'm just saying you better you better work that shit out. Exactly, exactly. And it's been meme central for this <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, dude. It's been like, fucking insane. Oh, my favorite is when they take the scene from Infinity War when he's crying. says, I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know, Tom, yeah. you, we don't want you to go. It's going to be. My favorite is when, like, Stan Lee, you see him, like, from the original one, um, and he's like, "Don't make me come down there." That's right. <laughs> that's right. So or the funny. or the classic the space barger uh, bargain guy criminal uh, rocket. Yeah. He's like, "How much for Spider Man? It's Make- not for sale. How much for the company?" Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so you know, I think we're gonna see this play out forever. But uh, I think it's gonna. Me personally, I think a deal will be made, and everything is gonna be okay. Agreed. Agreed. It might take some time, but it'll but happen. until then, I'm pissed. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. Well, other things... Uh, Wait, there's other news? Uh, other what? news associated with Disney. <laughs> they finally released their date for their streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Mm. Um, basically, worldwide, uh, other than a few other countries or continents and whatever, have you. Uh, November 12th is when it's going to premiere basically all over the world in, instead of Australia and New Zealand, which is coming... Those are coming in uh, 19... 
or November 19th. So a week later, yeah. Yeah, so a week later. So basically November is when Disney Plus will come out. And hopefully a lot of people go after that because they got a lot of good content. Now the crazy thing is it will be available on Apple products, Google products, Roku, PS4s, and Xbox One. It is yet to announce if it's going to be partnering with Samsung Smart TVs or Amazon Fire Sticks. So I'm honestly not surprised about the Amazon Fire Sticks since yeah. they're doing their own thing in general. But I feel like later down the line, a part of the bundle that they're offering is also going to include Apple TV Plus. I think I think so too. Just and because they're like so, they're on the same track. They're on the same road. And guys, Disney Plus, they're firing it up. If you haven't seen, they've dropped like promo after promo after promo for Disney Plus. Yeah. They started their Twitter account and Instagram account, Disney Plus. Now you no longer have to do the hashtag with the right. They've got their own thing now. Yep. You get you can add them. Um. So yeah, they're ramping up. They're getting ready. And man, I'm excited. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm excited as hell for this one. It's going to be awesome. It is. Just, it really is. Well, speaking of streaming stuff, Netflix, oh, it's having a little trouble trying to negotiate some terms with uh, some theater chains because you know, that, as well as I do, that The Irishman is a huge Oscar contender. At least that's what the word around town Hollywood is. So they're trying to get that in theaters. But the problem is AMC and Cineplex, they want to leave the film in the theaters for three months but netflix only wants to leave it in there for three weeks which is the minimum qualification for the oscars so there's a lot of crap going on with that which sucks because hopefully it doesn't deteriorate the opportunity that it has to win an oscar yeah and i'm so confused by this this problem with netflix and the, the this unwillingness to 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 bend the rules on this thing. Right. Look, guys, you're talking about Robert De Niro, okay? Al Pacino. Yep. It, 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 it's Scorsese. Exactly. Okay, guys, this thing is going to be huge. Exactly. And I'm thinking, if I go see this thing in a theater and it's as awesome as I think it's going to be, okay, because it will be. Yeah. The idea that I can come right home and watch it again right mm -hmm. away and not have to pay for another movie ticket and I can watch it over and over and over. That excites me. Yeah. I don't understand why they think this is a bad thing. Let people go see it in the theater and then be able to come back and watch it over and over again. Well, that's the thing. They um, they want it to be in theaters before it's even put on the streaming service. And they want that to be a three-month run. Yeah, before but it's even on the streaming service. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. I, I really do. I just – I don't – I do think we're going to get eventually to where it's going to be simultaneous. You'll yeah. see it released in theaters and online. But for right now, if you are a legit filmmaker and you want a chance at an Oscar, you should have – it should be that way. Let exactly. people see it and then stream it. I, I, I just don't see netflix's problem with I know, this i know i feel like later down the line it's gonna be like that and i feel like also later down the line that it's gonna streaming movies are also gonna be contenders for the oscars but right now you just gotta play the game honestly exactly do you i mean you wield more power with those statues exactly so get the statues so play the game right now get the statues then wield the power i feel like that's that's how you should be doing it agreed agreed well some exciting stuff is happening over at at Netflix, one of our favorite people ever, and a huge Marvel fan himself. And DC, he's yeah, just a huge comic book fan. Huge comic book fan, huge indie film fan, just amazing guy. Kevin Smith, he unveils at the D23 Expo that he is working on a Masters of the Universe 
animated series for Netflix, and this is going to be exactly like the original's 80s series following He-Man and Skelterface, and they're going to face off, you know, how they're, their epic battle. They, and he's got some huge people attached to it. He's got people from Supergirl, the Reign of Superman, Magic Gatherings, Alphas, like. Oh, and there you go. That that like what you just brought. He's a huge superhero fan. These are the right people to be able to work on this on this uh, show. Exactly, exactly. And he's also got people uh, attached from other anime series that are already on Netflix, so that he could get the algorithm down and how the release date is going to come out and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited about this. Me I know uh, He-Man was a huge thing back in the day, back I, in the I, 80s. I can attest. I was around when the original He-Man was on. I was a huge fan of the original He-Man and She-Ra. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, I mean, and it, come on, it's Kevin Smith. Yeah, seriously. It's Kevin Smith. And we're about to talk about another person here in a minute, but I just kind of – while all these people may be at war right now, mm. all the studios – one thing that they are doing that I'm happy about is not holding deals with studios against creators. Yeah. Like Kevin Smith, you, you saw he just did the deal with Hulu mm-hmm. and Marvel to do the Howard the Duck series, you know, and now he's also on Netflix. Exactly. So that's not – and then we're, we're going to talk about Reese Witherspoon or something. She's got a deal on Amazon and on Netflix and on Apple. Exactly. So I like the fact that while all these studios are battling each other for control and who supremacy, they're not taking it out on the creators. Yes. And yes, that that's yes. a good thing. Kudos yes. to them for that. Exactly. They're able to hop around. And I mean, Reese Witherspoon, she's developing a home edit lifestyle yeah, series. Yeah, what? Like, what the hell? And I'm, this is going to be for celebrities and normal people. I'm guessing <laughs> higher-end people, honestly. I would guess. Yeah, uh, the... The people that are going to be the show or the um, the hosts are Clea Shearer and Jonah Teplin, who are a famous organized organization group duo with the home editing service. This is going to be an eight-episode series on Netflix, and it's going to focus on the two in each uh, hour-long episode, just design-centric organizing clutter. Or, yeah, this is just going to be... Crazy for people just trying to redesign their homes in a unique way. So, yeah. And she's also worked with these two before back in the day at, um, well, back in the day, about a year ago in 2018 on the direct TV show that she also produced with her uh, production company. And I just saw, this is interesting. Shay Mitchell is going to be a, a client. Yeah. That's, a, I guess, because baby on the way. So mm-hmm. they need to do a little reorganization or whatever. So that's kind of cool. Look, I love Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I just think she's adorable. And I think anything she does is fantastic. Yeah. She's just got a burst for life. And just like, I mean, come on. The name of her company is what? Hello Sunshine. Hello Sunshine. So she basically is. She's like a little ray of sunshine. But what? But she's creative as hell exactly. and extremely talented and she's just she right now she's got the little golden touch i mean she just had the huge success on hbo and like i said she's got all these series coming up and everything she's just i mean good for her man. yeah good honestly, for her. I, I didn't expect a home improvement show but hey right you know right? i mean she's uh i mean we announced last week that she had that one i forget if it was a series or movie coming out for netflix as well so she's just rocking and rolling man. she really is and we we got to see her a little bit this time exactly. got to see her a little bit in apple right yeah definitely definitely that freaking the morning show trailer Ugh. dropped and that it looks so good like jennifer aniston i love her character i love steve carell's character and i love her being like the up-and-coming person that's gonna 
take over the anchor desk, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like, okay, for anybody who doesn't know our history, we've worked in morning news yeah. 20-plus years for me. And so we're on this. Yeah. We, we will be critiquing the hell out of this show because we'll be like, yep, that happens every day. Right. That's full of shit fiction. This is real. That yeah. is real. But just from the trailer, we can say, guys, we've seen this. Yeah. We can, we've seen where there was an established anchor who felt threatened by an up-and-comer that wanted their job who didn't want their job, but exactly. that was that. So already they've got that right. Yeah. Um, it, it just looks phenomenal. Exactly. The cast is phenomenal. It looks like Apple's pumped in yeah. a serious amount of money for it. Seriously. Um, and I'm so interested on the Steve Carell storyline. Supposedly in the trailer, it says there's an allegation against him. I'm interested to, interested to see what that's like. That reminds me of like the Matt Lauer thing. And so. Charlie Rose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, for, so all the way down to local, I actually worked for a station where our anchor who had been there 40 plus years was fired for allegations that for underage kind of stuff and that was with just one day he was there and one day he wasn't yeah and it kind of went down pretty quick yeah it was just like we came into work the next day it's like oh all right all right so what happened Uh, (laughs) so i mean you know and now with the me too thing i mean it's kind it's we should say though carell does a great job in this trailer watch it i think he's innocent yeah because that's how you would act watch a trailer you'll see that's how you would act if you were thrown out your career is ruined and you're innocent i mean so i don't know great trailer so good i can't wait for that one honestly and Apple, they also announced their release date of their streaming service, Apple TV Plus. It's gonna come out. Well, it's gonna come out in November, uh, just like uh, Disney Plus. So that's very interesting. Like I said, I think they're gonna be a bundle later down the line, and their value is gonna be at nineteen nine or nineteen nine ninety nine, which per is a month. good price point. Yeah, I think. seriously, and I mean. It's amazing because they're reportedly spending around like $6 billion for original content. Yeah, and like I said, I think that shows already because, I mean, look at the trailer. Go watch a trailer for for the morning show. You can see that money was spent. Guys, they've got projects from Spielberg, yeah. Oprah Winfrey, and J.J. Abrams coming too. You don't think they spent some money? Exactly. I bet they did $6 billion. Exactly. I mean. Now, the things they are not releasing, they're not letting people know if they're going to be like Netflix and release all the all the first season at once or they're going to release like three at a time or an episode a week Mm. they have not released how they're going to do that yet so those are some questions that i feel like people want to know before they subscribe to your service because i mean binge watching is a huge thing nowadays and people don't want to wait for the next episode no you you know I, I guess that's kind of true. I like both. Yeah. Like, you know, having Netflix and Hulu and all that, but also having DC Universe. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked DC Universe where I had to wait a week to see what was going to happen right. next. I also think that's a good idea to lure people. Yeah. If they can watch it all at once, maybe they watch it all at once and decide there's nothing else on there they want and then they get right. rid of it. Yeah. But if you have to keep them coming back, right. you're going to keep the service and maybe during the week you find something else on there that, yeah. that you want to watch. Or it. So I think there's pluses and minuses to yeah. both. I'm just weird. I like to binge yeah i also like to wait the week yeah i I don't know so you know i'm okay with whatever apple decides to do yeah it's definitely going to be interesting now we have been talking about the past couple weeks about the merger between cbs and viacom and man everybody's excited about it because bringing the star trek film and television back together but they still have a long road ahead much like fox and disney and at&t and time warner they're about to make a lot of layoffs, and plus they got to just get everything organized again with the business, like healthcare plans, 
who who's getting paid for what and systems need to be aligned and pensions just a whole bunch of like business technical stuff so uh, I wouldn't be surprised in the next few weeks you're going to see a lot of layoffs happening at Viacom CBS. Yeah, to prepare for – I mean because I, I think this one's going to go through the the regulation pretty quick. I yeah. think it's going to get approved by the government pretty quick and you're going to see it happen. Normally it takes like a year, but yeah. I think this one – it's been talked about for so long. I yeah. think you're going to see it just breeze through. I don't think the courts are going to challenge this one. And uh yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised at all, like you said, if we start seeing some some movement before the merger's even complete, just right. to prep. Cause, right. And I think you should, because a lot of the problem with the Fox people that they were having is like they didn't know it was coming. Right. And now once the merger happened, they're like, by the way, by the I way. think if you let them know before, yeah. like, hey, we're going to have to let you go when this happens, kind of, I, I just think that's a better move. Yeah, than, just prepare people, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, maybe even give them like... Um, of what's it called a layoff uh, package. severance severance yeah. package yeah, yeah. exactly because i mean shit happens but this is only going to help other people down the line like other streaming services and other companies down the line because you know they're all cherry picking each other so. they are and you know i feel like a lot of the people who la- were laid off at fox after the merger with disney are being picked up in other places yeah, exactly. some of them have chosen to retire because they've been there since before right. god and right. like i mean you know i mean so it's it's not always a bad thing yeah but um it happens you can't merge two companies that do the same thing and not expect to have duplicate roles and duplicate positions that you have to eliminate. I mean, it's just part of the business. So Exactly, exactly. Now, basically, the only thing good happening for CBS right now is James Corden. And thank goodness he has gotten a two-year contract extension for the Late Late Show. But what's interesting is they normally sign people to, like, a five, four to five to six-year contract extension. But... He wants to focus more on being an actor, his own production company, so that is why his contract is so short. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out, but he did get a little raise. He got a little raise, yeah. so, and much deserved because, I mean, he's just killing it. I, I think that, at first, congratulate. it was the smartest move they could make to re-sign him. Right. I think they're going to lose him. Yeah, I think so too. And (laughs) let me just throw this out here. Let me just, because we've been really good at predicting stuff. So let me just throw this out here. Corden wants to make TV shows and movies. Mm -hmm. He wants to have a deal with his production company. There's a certain guy that says he's ready to kind of step away from the whole late night thing to spend more time with his son who's been going through some stuff and wants to maybe not do this much longer and kind of reluctantly signed a new deal for not very long. That's Kimmel. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all if you see Bob Iger and the boys swoop right in at the end of this contract, let Kimmel go because he doesn't want to do it anymore, sign a huge first-look deal with Corden's production company to let him make movies and TV That'd shows for crazy. ABC, and get him to replace Kimmel. That would be crazy. <laughs> That's I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. So if it happens two years from now... You remember you heard it <laughs> right, right here, here <laughs> right now. Oh, I think goodness. it would be a brilliant move. Yeah. Corden has got to be one of the single most talented people in the Seriously. industry today. Yeah. The guy is killing it. He deserves to be paid. Exactly. He, uh, I, I mean, I just, and he's a great actor. I feel like he deserves to be in more roles. Great actor. He's a great singer. singer he's yeah. a great comedian. Mm-hmm. He's clearly a great – the guy, yeah, just mm. – but uh, yeah, I, I'm just – yeah throwing that out there yeah throwing it out there. the only thing that might uh, differ from that is in this article it said he might be growing a little homesick as well so 
Never know. Well, shit, Disney wants to expand the foreign market. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe just boom, boom, do the show from London. All right. It's okay. It's, it's, it's all right. It's okay. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. I mean, there are such things as pre-recording, so you could always just yeah. boom, do it there, and then air it there. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. See what happens, man. Yeah. I feel like that'd be okay. Yeah, honestly, for him, because he's so popular right exactly. now. Continue the carpool karaoke, because you know if somebody else tried to do that, it wouldn't work. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that Apple one is... It's not even remotely the same, I feel like, because, I mean, they have celebrities doing it with other celebrities, but, like, it's kind of awkward. Corden is the brand. Exactly. Carpool karaoke's a thing, but Corden is the brand. Exactly. And without him, it's not carpool karaoke. Agreed. I just, yeah, so, Agreed. speaking of a popular guy, yeah, uh, Stephen Amell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my, my twin sis kind of fancies him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he ain't got a little crush on him, oh, I think, goodness. a little crush on him, but as you guys know, Arrow... The Arrowverse, which, by the way, we talk about every week on this show, is hugely successful, hugely phenomenal. And Stephen Amell has made it clear that if you guys don't know, by the way, season eight, the one that they're currently shooting, final season of Arrow, right. uh, he's walking away. They're ending it. Possible spinoffs being talked about, but for sure, Arrow ending. He made it clear, jokingly but then very serious, that it will continue to be the Arrowverse, that he will not accept it being called the Flashverse moving forward, even though he's going to be gone, which I thought was hilarious. That is hilarious. Anyway, a lot of people were speculating, what is he going to do? Where is he going to go? How is he going to blah, blah, blah? Well, he's not going to be gone from TV long. Right. I mean, people thought he was going to take a little time off to Mm -hmm. be with his family. I mean, that's kind of what he said, But so this is kind of surprising. But he is attached to Star's new project called heels it's going to be an hour-long wrestling drama about independent wrestlers who are trying to get their start as an up-and-comer now apparently this is going to be set in georgia yep so i mean he's basically the Rhodes family he's trying him and his brother are trying to live up to his father's legacy which is what Cody Rhodes and Goldust did in the WWE. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes. Daddy, Dusty Rhodes. Exactly. Who so many people thought I was named after. I'm not. It was Dustin Hoffman. But I get the Dusty Rhodes thing. Right. Look, I was a huge fan. I'm not going to say. I was in Florida back then, you know, Fort Lauderdale. So Mid-South Wrestling in georgia and all that was huge yeah. when i was a kid and dusty Rhodes and kevin sullivan and rick flair and all mm-hmm. they were huge exactly. so i'm really interested in seeing this play out guys shit was real back then it exactly. wasn't like this wwe where everything is scripted kind of i mean kevin sullivan stabbed dusty Rhodes right. one time um. with like a spike like legit the the they weren't prop chairs yeah. they were real chairs they were beating over the head with each other and like shit was nasty yeah. back then when you were trying to make it so yeah and it's pretty crazy because i mean rumor has it that he's trying to get cody Rhodes in to be his brother so that'd be kind of cool that would be I, we do know cody's involved at least with the making yeah. of it so and i mean obviously if it's based on the Rhodes family but it'd be great remember cody did uh guest star on yeah, Arrow, yeah. Uh, so he does act, and I mean, he was pretty decent on it. I exactly. thought so. Um, I, yeah, I think this is just going to be. Re- Here's the kicker, though, for anybody who doesn't know, Cody in this. I mean, uh, Stephen in this scenario is going to be the Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, he's going to be the bad guy, guys. Yeah, his, he, he's uh, yeah. His character that he's playing as a wrestler is going to be a bad guy, which he was thrilled about. Yeah, seriously, and I guess he's also. It's also going to focus like. The family life of the wrestlers too, which I can see that. Yeah, I that's mean, pretty just, cool. I, look, 
again, I was a huge fan of the uh, Dusty Rhodes, and I, I just I'm a huge fan of Amel. I think he's a great actor. I, I, I look, I think this is great. I think it's going to do well. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Now switching it over to the side of music. Mm. Oh man, we teased it at the top of the show. Eminem's publisher, Eight Mile Style, is filing a lawsuit against Spotify, claiming that it has infringed hundreds of his songs with copyright infringement. That is insane. The main one being Lose Yourself, which is, what what's it under? Like, the, a certain category or a certain playlist that is like... Uh, owner's rights unknown or yeah something like yeah that. yeah it, it's it's uh, first of all yeah some weird category like copyright uh something I, I forget what the name of it but basically it says in this category they place a song in that category on spotify if they don't know who the owner of the copyright is right bullshit right how can and that was the response by by eight mile they're they're like how can you possibly not know who owns the copyright on this song exactly first of all the name of our company is eight mile right. the song won an oscar for the film eight mile i mean a fucking like i don't just, anybody could have figured exactly. out who owns the copyright on this song i mean come on now exactly exactly they're also suing for uh the music moderation act which we talked about way back on some of our first episodes because they're not getting paid enough for these streams that are happening on spotify and it's not only lose yourself like i said it's like around 250 songs out of the rapper's uh cue playlist whatever you want to call it so it's completely insane they're suing for like billions of dollars absolutely and and deservedly so because i think i read that they've reproduced without his permission 250 songs Uh, you know so i mean even songs we're probably not familiar with they've got on there and are banking from him and i think yeah and he should be paid exactly i I just don't i just don't think you know it's wrong and he should be paid hopefully spotify realizes that and fixes that shit exactly exactly Now, this Mm. is the big election going down in Hollywood right now for SAG-AFTRA's presidency. Now, we all know Matthew Modine and Gabrielle there are the the frontrunners. And apparently, Matthew Modine has been accused by SAG-AFTRA for violating federal laws for uh, what was it production? Uh, federal campaign uh, campaign finance laws yeah yeah for the production of three campaign videos that apparently he didn't have to pay for at all and the people did not get paid but this is because he has a seat on the new york film academy as wh- where these were filmed right which makes him an employee yeah basically and and she's trying to claim that it's a federal violation of labor laws if you have a promotion that's contributed by somebody that's your employer right you can't you're not allowed to do that which and i, I you know i gotta say I, I i love his response but i'm a little iffy about it it's not his response we should say it's the new york film academy's response um, and they said that they were produced at no cost to Modine, who narrated and highlighted the contributions of stunt performers, background performers, singers, and dancers. Yeah. They've been removed uh, since Modine and the NFA uh, from, from their websites. But now here's the thing. I get that they're trying to like clear themselves and say it had right. nothing to do with the upcoming election and everything. But if you go and you look at both Carteris's and Modine's platforms – 
stunt performers, background dancers, are playing a huge role in their argument back and forth exactly. about the upcoming election. So it's hard to say, well, those videos didn't have anything to do with that. Exactly. I'm not I'm not saying that he intentionally did those. I'm I'm sure that he did not. Um, much like I'm sure Carteris maybe didn't do what she's been accused of. Because we should say, this has like been lawsuit after lawsuit back and forth. Um, Gabrielle Carteris <laughs> also had a lawsuit filed against her yeah. from attorneys on behalf of some of the members of SAG-AFTRA saying that she violated uh, union rules with her election campaign, saying that she allegedly used insider information to take credit for the new deal with Netflix. Right. They've also accused her of using union resources to promote her candidacy, surprisingly enough, in videos mm-hmm. like, like Modine did with the, with the New York Film Academy. Exactly. So, look, I just think this is people hurling trash at each other, Basically. trying to get an edge on. I mean, it was a nasty fight. Last time around for Gabrielle Cateris, who who snuck by by the skin of her teeth. It's a nasty fight this time. Um, Now, the one thing we think is clear, whoever wins, the other is going to contest it. I think so. Yeah, without yeah. I, I, I just feel like yeah. I mean, it's just ugh, it's so crazy right now. I mean, you got people who are going off social media. You got friends who are kind of debating about it on social media. Hopefully, just in a a nice debateful way, but not holding any grudges or anything because we hate when that happens. So. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm I hate to be like on the fence. Yeah, but I'm just one of those guys that where I'm looking at it and I I see pluses on both candidates platforms and i'm thinking i'm hoping whoever wins can just you know finally unify like hey those are really good ideas that need to be addressed let's let's work on that you know whoever wins take the other side and say what this is what i agree with you on but then i mean who am i kidding politics doesn't work like that we probably won't see that (laughs) i mean (laughs) the federal government can't do it why would we think sag could do it um i just that's the way i i hope it would work out. It's like we can agree on more things than we disagree on. Let's end the nastiness. Let's have the vote. Whoever wins, wins. And then let's try to pull this all together and make it the best for the actors. Agreed. Because that's what it's for, right? Exactly. It's for the actors. So Exactly. Exactly. Well, speaking of people who suck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> MoviePass has done some more shady shit. We've mentioned it before, but now the movie ticket subscription service has exposed tens of thousands mm. of customers' credit card numbers and personal debit card numbers because of a critical server that was not protected with a password. Right. I feel like these people are just so unprofessional and just don't know how to do their jobs. They're like holding on by the seat of their pants like just go out of business look already. <laughs> look this this whole group of people are criminals they're shady as fuck they've been doing everything wrong from the get-go apparently all kinds of illegal stuff just just like shut this shit down finally and put them all in jail exactly i mean clearly they were they were well what we talked about it last week they, they were shutting people out by changing their passwords right. so that they could but still collecting the money exactly. Dude, i mean guys it's been from top to bottom shady as shit Get yourself Regal Unlimited. Mm-hmm. That's the real yeah, exactly. deal. That is a real deal being handled brilliantly. If you want unlimited movies, get Regal. Exactly. Uh, they're fantastic. Exactly. Uh, and you could be seeing the return of Is It Worth It? We'll just say. Yeah, uh, it is. It's, it's really, really great. But yeah, MoviePass, they're criminals. 
Um, and I'm not even going to say alleged yeah, because they, are. they did lock me out of my account. Yeah. I wondered why I couldn't get into it. They did do the stuff they're being accused of. I can attest because we were members and we had to go through the bullshit. Exactly. So they did do it. They're criminals. Exactly. Lock them up. Shut that shit down. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Well, the last and final thing to wrap up industry news is The Matrix why? is getting a fourth film and why? Keanu Reeves is attached. I think they're just trying to capitalize yeah. on his stardom right now. I would agree with you. I think this is Warner Brothers going, hey, Keanu's seen a huge resurgence and we want to capitalize. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. Um, mm, yeah. I just I mean, and it's set at the original franchise creators will be back to write and direct. Uh, Except this time they'll be women. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just, sorry. It's, it's, I'm just not it, that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. They're just I'm just stating a fact. I just don't understand why this is happening. We keep talking about week in and week out that there's not enough original content out there, and this is another reason why people with big tentpole movies like this that happened ten years ago, five years ago, what have you, are remaking or quote unquote rebooting or adding another movie to their franchise that is just completely unnecessary. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody, Logan? Does anybody listening know anybody who you've heard actually say Damn, I wish they'd make another Matrix movie. No. I haven't heard anybody say yeah. that. Please find someone who said that because I haven't heard it. So my question again would be, why? Exactly. There's no demand for it. Exactly. Nobody is demanding this movie. Exactly. I, I just... I, Lo love Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Love Keanu Reeves. Carrie Ann Moss was fantastic at Jessica Jones. A huge fan of all of them. Yeah. I don't want to see the movie. I don't. <laughs> the only thing that I might be interested in is the technology nowadays, what mm. they could bring to the table. That's the only thing. I don't care about the storyline. I just care what it looks like visually because other than that, I think it's going to be a disaster. Would it be wrong to say that maybe the uh, technology to make them younger and fitter? Right, exactly. Probably a that, good thing right now. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how saying. long it's supposed to be in the future from the last one, but exactly. uh, if it's supposed to be not so long in the future afterwards, that technology going to be helpful. Exactly. Just saying. Exactly. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Just super crazy. And as we said at the top of the show, we wanted to honor our friend and former guest, Catrice Barnes, from her passing of breast cancer. So... Here we are doing this memorial interview that we had a couple months ago. She was just a phenomenal guest. And here she is. Listen to her talk about her battle with breast cancer. Listen to her talk about her days on SNL with Justin Timberlake and Lonely Island and just so many others. She's such a beautiful soul. And it was just a huge loss. So please enjoy this interview. And... Thank you, Catrice Barnes, for all you've done for the entertainment industry and up-and-comers. We love you. We miss you. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Hello? Hello? Uh, hi, is this Catrice? Yes, it is. Hey, awesome. how are you today? Good, how are you? Oh, we're doing awesome. To? Doing awesome. Thanks for joining us inside the Crazy Ant Farm today. We really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, my pleasure. Oh my gosh, we we have so many things we want to talk to you about. Yeah, <laughs> so so many things. Uh, first first of all, like uh, just to kind of give you a heads up, what we kind of do, it's more of a roundtable discussion than it is a Q and A. We just kind of sit around and really have a conversation and, and a good time talking. So uh, more than a Q and A session, but um, 
And what we like to do first is kind of introduce you to our listeners and uh, just by having you tell them a little bit about your background and how you got started in the industry um, kind of and just go from there. Okay. All right. Awesome. Now, you, you kind of grew up in the industry, right? I mean, you kind of started young oh, and... Definitely. Uh, <laughs> definitely. I mean... Uh, uh, from what from the research I've done and the things I know about you and stuff, yeah, I mean, you, you've covered just about everything. I mean, you write, you compose, you sing, you you've done uh, backup lyrics, piano. I mean, you uh, just you've done things for film and television. You're a, a musical uh, director for. I mean, just so many different areas. Is it something that you knew you always wanted to do as a child, or was it because you were around it when you were young that you decided to take the path, or how did you get started in it? I honestly just think I fell into it. I mean, I always enjoyed it, and I always loved music, but it just seemed like an opportunity would come, and I would say, okay, I think I can do it. <laughs> that's after, like, you know, studying music enough to feel confident to take on, um, you know, different jobs, and I was studying a lot back then. I still study, so... Well, that, well, that, and, and like, so did you, I guess, um, I mean, because you do do so many things, is there, is there a point where you decided that you wanted to go away from singing and more to the composing and the directing or, or was it something that you, you still try to do both or is there an avenue of the music that you prefer to do, I guess is, is what I'm asking. Um, yeah, I think I prefer arranging, producing, music directing, more so than even performing, believe it or not. Oh, wow. That's so, a, yeah, that's interesting, because you've done a lot of performing, so that, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. we were just watching your musical podcast, Welcome to My House, and it honestly uh-huh. sounded amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Was, uh, Panic at the Disco, right? That yeah. Was, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, I and I just, the list of people that you've been able to uh, be affiliated with and perform with yeah. or write songs with is just incredible. I mean, for our listeners out there, I mean, you're talking Roberta Flack and Shaka Khan and, and uh, Alicia Sting, Keys. Sting, Justin Timberlake. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, talk a little bit about that. Like, well, and wait, we can't forget though. Let, let's. What I really want to talk about first is uh, your performing days with your brother. Right. Yes. You had your own group, Juicy. Yep. Uh, yep. So, <laughs> I, I'm probably the only one uh, with our podcast that's old enough to remember that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was like, no, wait, I know that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's talk about that for a little bit. How was that? Like performing with your brother and and kind of like uh, that time was so different. Yeah. You know. So so let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. I mean, actually, if I I, I, I had the perfect partner, my brother. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he. He's super talented. He was very. He's he's still very uh, protective of me, and um, and we still work together. That's awesome. awesome. I mean, you, you can see him on some of my Welcome to My House shows playing bass. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. That's epic. That's so, and he lives a couple blocks away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, how long was Ju- how long was Juicy around? Did you guys? I mean, uh, what kind of touring did you do? And I mean, well, I- you know, that name is. I mean, I guess I still work with my brother. So that name came from some managers we were working with. It was like Joint United Incredible Creative Youth. Oh, so we okay. were working together even way after 
we weren't touring as juicy. Right. right. <laughs> we were writing for people. I mean, like I said, we still might even do a project together. Right. To somebody. Awesome. So, yeah, I was uh, going to ask how that name came about, because that yeah, is... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, God. It was a bigger band, <laughs> and then, you know, and as, as everybody went their separate ways, I mean, it's like you, you, you're left with a name like... Juicy and your brother and sister. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that was that was the thing. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, so what we were talking you about. Leave that name alone after a while. Say, okay. Yeah, Somehow absolutely. That didn't work out. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, it's great though that that you that you were able to have your brother there and and, and be able to get into the industry and work together like that. Yeah. I mean, I got to imagine that made it a lot easier, or a lot more comfortable to be able to have somebody yeah. to go through it with you. And and that the yeah. fact that you guys are still working together today, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great musician. Yeah, I mean, well, you to your credit. I mean, you you two Emmys, uh, Grammy nominated. I mean, you clearly talented as all get out. Um, and I, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, Saturday Night Live because uh-huh. a 10 year run on Saturday Night Live, that's impressive right there. Yeah. Um, and, and the two Emmys with, with Justin Timberlake, uh, I mean, and yep. there's so many questions about, I guess we'll, we'll just start right out of the gate. Yeah. How does Dick in a Box even come about? Yeah, you know? seriously. <laughs> I mean, because that thing blew up yeah. and it, I mean, it's just everywhere. Everybody's heard of it. How does that whole conversation take place? Like, I got this idea, and you're like, sure, I can write music <laughs> yeah. for that. Like, talk well, about it, that you know, a Actually, bit. the music came first. Oh, okay. Um, so it was like, the, you know, SNL has a, a, a writing night, which is a Tuesday, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I was about to leave, and um, I think it was Yarmer from Lonely Island who said, oh, we're looking for like a um, like a boy band track. Yeah for this thing that they're doing for Justin. And, you know, I, it really just happened really fast, like 10 minutes. <laughs> wow. I, 10 minutes. Was able to put the track together. Yeah. 10 yeah. Wow, that, that is fantastic. that's insane. Honestly, that song introduced me to a lot of, more of Lonely Island stuff, like I'm on a boat and like a boss and stuff like that. So it was uh-huh. because of that song that introduced me to them. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, mean, thank you. seriously, and, and the uh, the opening monologue that you also won the Emmy for, just phenomenal. Yeah, that is uh, hilarious about uh, how he doesn't want to sing. How he doesn't want to sing. Yeah, he sings it. Yeah, yeah, just just absolutely brilliant. Um, and and I want to share with with our listeners also because I I think not long after you had started on Saturday Night Live, uh, you were diagnosed with breast cancer and actually had to go through a battle with cancer. Um, and, and came back and were actually still, you know, working and and performing on Saturday night live during, during the battle or right after the battle. Um, yeah, I actually, I had a surgery on a Tuesday and I was playing on Saturday. Oh, Oh, wow. wow. Even with, even with the pain. Yeah. Wow. That's, I'm kind of like that though. I'm, I'm like, you know. I could have been in the army too. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. Yeah. And two Getting times, shot and right? still going down into the battle, oh, yeah. going yeah. after And this. it's two times, right? It, it came back, and, and, and you had the oh, battle yeah. again, right? Well, you know, oh, breast cancer is one of those things you you have to address, I mean, yeah. your whole life. I mean, you have to keep up with your health. You have to right. eat right. You have to take care of your body. I mean, it's not like a, you know, I think 
once your body produces it, you have to live like it can always come back. Right. Yeah. And, I think. And but I like I I love a, a lot of the the stuff that I saw your attitude and the way you approach things and, and you know your philosophy of hey I've gone through this I can I can go through anything I can do, you know and you you kind of spun everything that you you kind of went through with it into a positive way to and and approach everything else that you deal with in life and I I mean I think that's fantastic I think that that hearing your story and and letting the listeners and the way you share your story about that is inspirational to so many people because I I feel like a lot of people aren't able to do that and to see somebody that is able to do it and say you can do this it doesn't have to be a a, a bad thing it can you you survived and you can make it a good thing and, and approach right. life in a different manner keep kudos forward. to that keep moving forward I think I think that's uh, brilliant that you did that congratulations and uh, oh yeah well- that was 2000 when I was originally diagnosed. Oh, right, wow. Right. And yeah. just amazing. I yeah. mean, absolutely amazing. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story like yes, that and, and for being such an inspiration for so many people that have to deal with it because I think that's important. Survivors and, and knowing survivor stories is important. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I just I just love hearing about the passion. I mean, you said had surgery on a Tuesday, back to work on a Saturday. <laughs> like, Saturday. like yeah. that's just so insane. That just shows your passion for like the music and entirety. So, I want to talk about Welcome to My House. How did that come about? Because that seems pretty popular now. You got like five thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and we're still building because. Actually, that's kind of small for even a YouTube channel for music. But um, I'm still trying to build it. Yeah. Um, but it, geez, it started with, with, with my project. I, you know, wanted to do something that was organic with music uh, like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to use like uh, tracks and uh, samples and this and that and that. And I said, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a show based on that where people had to come in and break down their music and play their music organically? Yeah. And introduce, like, artists who are on the cusp of breaking out, like, today's classic right. artists. Right. And, and, I, so that, and it just kept building from there. Yeah, I love how it's just, like, basically a jam session. Like, everybody just comes and has a good time. You interview people in between songs, like... It's just really cool. Oh, yeah. Most of the people, I'm meeting at 5, and we're going live at 7. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, That's epic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she is. She just attacks things. She? Yeah, no, no. she really yeah, does. I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, yeah. I just, but, uh, okay. Uh, I, know, I know we all saw this, and we want to ask you about this a little bit. Randy Jackson and Mariah Carey. You've been able to work with Randy Jackson yeah. and Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, what was that like? I, I mean, Randy Jackson. I had the opportunity to meet Randy once, and he's a really nice guy, and, and I was impressed with with him. Um, Mariah, what what is Mariah really like? Give us a scoop. yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, you know, I was only in the band a short amount of time. Okay, um, she was always cool with me. Yeah, um, this was this was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, I think she's had at least four incarnations since then. Yeah, exactly. seriously. You, you were I, like. I think she, Back then, um, she was, I think, more of an ingenue mm-hmm. still. Yeah, yeah. So, agreed. And she broke out after she left her husband. Right. Things changed. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we agree completely. Yeah, um, we we kind of talk about that uh, quite yeah. a bit about how things changed after she yeah. left Tommy with the whole. Like yeah, it went. So we that was I think in the ingenue uh, time period. So yeah. she was still like new and fresh and yeah and, and you know. And yeah. I think Randy, Randy Jackson back then was just her bass player. Right. Oh, wow. That was before American Idol. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> epic. Yeah. That's epic. Well, we he's also... always been, you know, Randy's a cool guy. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he seems like an awesome guy. And he's a bass guy. player, and he, you know, yeah. and he knows uh, our work, my brother and me, for years, so. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's, that's epic. That's epic. Well, we saw that you like to work uh, closely with Rosie, Ondo- Rosie O'Donnell on The Rosie Show. How was that? Um, I wouldn't say that was the highlight of my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, with everything, you learn something. That's mm-hmm. right. Even if it's what not to do. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that was, there was a lot of learning what not to do on that show. Right, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you bring up, bring up highlights. What, what would you say is the highlight of your career? Um, I would definitely think, like, when... Winning those Emmys was like a big deal. Like yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think being able to go back to uh, School of the Arts this year and receive an honorary doctorate—that oh, was wow. probably like yeah. one of the biggest highlights for me too. Because it's like, oh, this is how I started, and now I'm back getting an honorary <laughs> doctorate. You know, it's yeah. really cool. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, you know, I loved her answer. I love your answer about Rosie because I, I mean, I feel like. It, if you can learn something from a from an experience that might not necessarily exactly. be you know a great thing for you, but you can find the the positive and learn from it, I I, I love that answer. Yeah, I think it'll help think, you out in the long run. Absolutely, so g- outstanding. Um, also, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the industry because I mean we it's we hear about it from uh, you know every week with our guests and how it's kind of rapidly changing things and everything and that's the me too movement and and how it's kind of has it changed your approach at how you how you're you know going at your music or how how you're doing things or have you found that it's actually caused some change with the way people approach you or the way things are done is is it affecting the music industry as large as it is the film and television industry You know, I hmm. I don't feel that affected by it because I, like I said, I was around my brother most of my life, mm-hmm. and I do think that there was an intimidation factor he had for uh, a lot of the men. And honestly, I just think I got lucky that most of the men I've worked with have been great. Well, that's wow. good to hear. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Um, I mean that that's good to hear because yeah, it's it's kind of one of those just doesn't seem to be going away and you hear horror stories but then you also hear stories like yours where people were lucky enough to not have that be an issue and they were able to to not have that affect their career. So good. I'm glad to hear that for sure. So well, what, I mean I I do think that there were probably deals I didn't get cuz I didn't sleep with the executive. Um but it wasn't like rape like right. some of those women have experienced, you know. Yeah. Right. Um so, yeah, there there was there have been creepazoids out there for sure. <laughs> yeah. But with those kind of situations, I think they're able to get away with it because how do you prove that? Yeah, right. They exactly. can just say, hey, I just don't think she's good enough. That's why we didn't sign her. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Mm, so. It's an excellent point. Yeah. And it really does come down to the he said, she said, and yeah. how do you prove it? Yeah. You're so right. Ridiculous. Yep. You're really. Yep. Yeah, it's a tricky situation, but I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll just yeah. have to see but, how that goes. But I mean, the, it starts with conversations like these. We just have to start talking about experiences and how to get better as humans. Yep. Agreed. Yes. Exactly. Agreed. Oh, I like that. Get better. You know, because yeah. it really means checking yourself. Exactly. 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 So what do you have coming up on the horizon? What's next? Um, I have a few recordings in December. Um, just with different people, and I have some gigs. I know one in Florida in February. Oh, wow. nice. And I hope to be doing another Welcome to My House in January. There you awesome. go. Cool. And awesome. do you do you normally record those at your house, or uh, we saw right in now? The, yeah, in my living room. Yeah, we saw that the Panic at the Disco episode. That was uh, in South Carolina, I think. Oh yeah, that was my first time outside of the living room, and I. The, it definitely has some challenges, and it, yeah. but at the same time, it you know showed me that it's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I just, awesome. I had an excellent mix down to it. I was listening yeah. to it. And I was like, wow. Yeah, really it sounded cool. so good. The acoustics really well. and everything. Like I loved how there was cellos, violins, just all sorts of instruments in the accompaniment, and it just sounded so amazing. Well, I wanted the strings to be a big part of the the band because yeah. usually people use horns yeah and i want the the house band yeah to be four string players yes which would you know give it a different feel than most yes bands yes. yeah i always parts. always like the strings more than I like horns Absolutely. yeah they just have a better flow with it and, and a um, richer sound yeah yeah it definitely. I mean, I'm just, I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I just, seriously. what you've been able to do over the years and the resume you've been able to put together and just your outlook and approach at life. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's impressive. It's fun to talk to you. Yeah. Um, still just, moving forward with the passion you still have. Exactly. I mean, you can just, you can hear it in your voice. Yeah. What you love, what you do, and you have a passion for it. And I mean, that's the best kind of, you know, exactly. to be able to do what you love and, and be able to make a living at it is, there's nothing better. Definitely. True, true, true. But I, I'm lucky I came up in a time where there was more, you, you could build your name easier because there was more work, I would say, like mm-hmm. t- more avenues to build a name. Right. Now it's kind of, it's a little, it's difficult, more difficult now. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you think a lot of that has to do with social media? People are looking at people's followers than less than their talent. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing, and uh, almost like the oversaturation. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, with streaming, it seems like people are just putting out bigger albums just so people can pick out the singles they like. Interesting. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I this is the way I feel. I feel like that the albums these days aren't necessarily a story. They're just a whole bunch of compilation of songs that. Hopefully somebody will pick up and will be played on the radio. And there's not a lot of music out there nowadays that I feel like has a lot of longevity, like the old stuff, like back in the day from like the Beatles and, you know, heavy metal bands and stuff like that. I mean, a single used to be something people might even fight over for exactly right to find the right single for an artist so it could be a hit. Exactly. So... 
and now it just seems like people are just putting out testers to see what hooks, what yeah. what pops because off. Of my music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Music in the past was all my music. Those were decisions. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I like I like what you said too because I do remember back when albums told a story. Yeah. From, from song to song, you were as you listened, it was it was telling a story. Yeah. It, it was. I, I do remember that, and and yeah, you're right. I I feel like we miss a lot of that now. Yeah. You know, it is just hit or miss with can this hook somebody and and right. I, I don't I don't know. So true musicians, yeah, they're they're rare. Yeah, <laughs> they're it, getting it's, rare. It's anyway. hard to come by, and we're losing so many greats. I mean, we lost Tom Petty. Yeah. We saw that. I mean, we talked about this week. Axl Rose went down from being sick at a concert, and like Joe Perry, like yeah, it's, it's sad. Just, I mean. Whew, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you, I mean, yeah, because you, you seem like you have a very stringent schedule and you're constantly going at it. I mean, how important is it for a musician and those vocal cords or even just like you said, I mean, the, the constant grind on stage or, I mean, it's, it, I would have to imagine that you've got to find a comfort zone to where yeah. you realize I need to rest here or I need to rest yeah. there because oh, yeah. I can yeah. imagine the well, wear I don't and tear. Know like some of my friends do. I mean, the ones who sing. Yeah. Right. Uh, they definitely have challenges. I mean, yeah. everybody has challenges traveling and singing. Right. Yeah. It's a little, little bit easier if you're an instrumentalist. Yeah. Yeah. Like singing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we saw that uh, Justin Timberlake postponed uh, three more shows because of yep. some vocal problems. So that that really sucks because he's such a per- amazing performer. Yep. And I, I bet even at a better person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a great person. Yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. Now, you, you you actually collaborated with him away from Saturday Night Live, also, right? Oh yeah, he hired me a couple times. One time to hire uh, to write the opening musical number when he hosted the Kids Choice Awards. Oh, awesome! And oh, nice. when he hosted the ESPY Awards. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 So I mean, good. I mean, I, and see, I mean, the collaboration. The, I, I, exactly. I love that. And, it's and, all about helping each other out in this industry. It really is. Well, and you, well and you, I definitely, I mean, that's definitely when someone like him calls is the ultimate flattery. Yeah. Because he's so good at what he does. Agreed. That I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, he's doing a good job. You know, and to, <laughs> yeah, to flip that, I mean, I, I feel like the admiration is, is sent back at you. You must be so good at what you do that he continuously keeps calling exactly. and collaborating with you. So, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, obviously, I think you're pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and JT must think so too, yeah. I think. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, kudos to you for that. And I like how you've been able to establish and maintain those relationships, clearly. Like, I mean, just from this conversation, you can tell that you you continue to collaborate with people that you've been knowing and collaborating with for years. So I think that says a lot about who you are as a musician and a person. So that, that congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. Mm, oh, not welcome. a problem, not a problem. At oh, least- yeah, I definitely have my pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, know, yeah. You, you know they're going to show up and play the hell out of whatever it is that they're going to do. Hell Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So what advice, because, you know, you brought up a good point about how it's a little bit harder these days and that you may have had a little bit easier track back then. What advice would you give to aspiring musicians or, or just people trying to get into the industry these days? What advice do you have for them or what would you suggest maybe pitfalls to look out to for them to avoid? I, I would say, because it is a different time period, mm-hmm. uh, don't get too picky do the work. Like I can, I hear people complaining about things that I'm like, wow, 
I was lucky to get seventy five dollars for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and because not only is a job or an experience about money and survival, but it's also about uh, shaping grooming. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's easy to do your own music. Right. It's harder to walk in a room and then morph into what somebody else wants. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent point. And you learn a lot about music when you when it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Just as much as if you're studying stuff that you want to study. So there's a whole new art to there's a whole art to that. Yeah. That's that's an excellent point. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You learn a lot more when it's not about you. That, mm-hmm. that I love that. Um so where can people follow you because we want to direct everybody to where they can follow you. Yes. They can definitely go to Catrice.com. Yes. There you go. They can go to Facebook uh, uh, with my name, Catrice, or Catrice Barnes. Twitter, Catrice Barnes. Instagram, Catrice Barnes. (laughs) Catrice Barnes. That's That's everywhere. So so basically anywhere Catrice Barnes, you'll find you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to find another one. No, no, clearly. I mean, (laughs) you are an original. There's no doubt. Definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on the show today it's been a fantastic conversation and if you want to come back anytime to promote anything that you're doing we'd love to have you back on oh thank you yeah absolutely hey we you know we do a weekly top five uh every week too and we change up the category so maybe we'll have you back on and do a top five musical category yeah that'd be be awesome awesome. so okay yeah fantastic well like yeah like jlo said thank you so much and uh we look forward to talking to you again real soon oh yeah same here all awesome. right, awesome. You have a great rest of the day now. All right, you too. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, now it is time for the top five segment, and oh man, for the big 80th episode, it was so difficult to come up with this one. It, oh, I, in I, fact, I didn't like this I, one at yeah, all. It was, I, 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 it don't, was, I don't like this one, but so, I did it anyway. Yeah, I mean, but, there's so many honorable mentions. Like, we got... Well, like, all 62. Like, all, all 62. 62. You all like, were phenomenal. We loved interviewing all of you. We, lo- we were so honored just to have a conversation with any one of you. But this is just what it is. <laughs> In fact, 63 if you count Bonnie separate. Yeah, exactly. So, but <laughs> I mean, we've interviewed a lot of freaking people. A and lot we of love people. every single one of you. That's that's right. So I will go up on the chopping block first. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you get shot down uh, first. Yeah. And if this goes well, then I'll say mine. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm no particular order. This no, is, yeah. We yeah. should say, I, I really do want to stress this, all kidding aside, this is in no order and in no way showing any kind of favor over right. any of the people. Right. We, like we said at the top of the show, we've value each and every one of our guests yeah. and they've all been phenomenal exactly. and this is just fun exactly. we're just having some fun exactly and it's a top 10 this week since we've <laughs> because had so we, many yeah, it should have been top 62 exactly. but you know we're gonna do 10 you know you know so i got <laughs> sean colin young his mm. interview was just it touched my heart man like i almost cried during I w- it i will say honestly probably the most emotional interview yeah. that we've had on the show yeah by far you should definitely that's a great one to listen to a great one great one the next up is kirk Beauville. man it was just awesome to get to talk to a lsu alumni and he also coaches track there and he was just a fun guy to oh, talk to yeah, honestly yeah 
And then next, I got Emily Peachy, because we love her. Just everything she does. I mean, when we met her out in L.A., it was just absolutely phenomenal. She's killing it right now. And and I love talking wine with Emily. Yeah. I, Emma, I love Emily the for, for, the, for, the, for the pure fact that she is a wine lover. Right. So that just, yeah. She's, I saw she, that she commented on your picture with the, of my the food chicken. Too. Yeah, so I, like, I tell you what, Emily, I, I, I'm going to fix you dinner and wine one night. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. It'll you're you're great. wonderful. It'll you're wonderful. At number seven, I got Laura Naomi. Man, she was just really cool. Like, honestly, I hope she doesn't take any offense to this, but if she could be like a cool aunt to me, that would be awesome <laughs> because she would just be the one like you would go out have fun with, get in a little trouble with. Honestly, definitely. Yeah, you know she got she got a little <laughs> side going. Exactly. You know that's what I'm thinking too. Exactly. And then I got Shawnee Drake. We just love everything she does, too. She has supported us basically since day one. We appreciate everything that she has done for us, and we cannot wait to have her maybe attached to some of our projects yeah, down yeah. the you, line. You've seen us teasing and teasing, and uh, yeah, her and uh, Jamie. We should say the same thing for Jamie. She's supported us from the get-go. And she, hey, let's mention Shawnee's got a new record deal, guys. Exactly, exactly. New Might deal. be hearing some music come out for Multi-talented. her. Multi-talented. Yeah, seriously seriously next i got shannon cook i just love this guy because his like-mindedness and his enthusiasm for the industry and honestly he gave us one of the biggest compliments that we've ever gotten he was just like thank you for what you guys do for up-and-comers and just bringing the education of the industry to people because not a lot of people want to learn it and not a lot of people go to college for it so we're kind of a one-stop shop to help people kind of break into this industry Absolutely. and we love to do that because everybody deserves an opportunity and everybody deserves a chance uh, then I got Ashley August from The Punisher and just so much stuff. <laughs> Honestly, dude, <laughs> that interview for her story about Bernthal alone I picking know. her up in the van oh, yeah. is worth the listening to the What's interview. What's up, getting the van? <laughs> Can you even, I still to this day wonder would I get in the van with Bernthal right? and he just drives up and says, "Get in." I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> and we're gonna have a Beyonce, Ashley, and Oprah episode one day. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's gonna be freaking phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I got Miles Musadin. Oh, man, everything that that guy did, his work on Cloak & Dagger is just phenomenal. Oh, Great yeah. guy to talk to. And then I got Akira Akbar. She was just like the sweetest soul that, honestly, that we could have Our youngest, Our yeah. youngest ever guest. Our youngest ever guest, and she's rocking and rolling right now. Make sure to follow her on everywhere. She was a she was just a gem, wasn't she? Exactly. Just the enthusiasm in her, just whole thing. Just yeah, she was awesome. Exactly, exactly. And then I got Riley Shanahan from Doom Patrol. Fucktard. Fucktard. He's like, shit. Can I say fuck? Like, yes, you can. But, and it's crazy just how many similarities that him and Brendan Fraser. Yeah, had. that was yeah, insane. that was a little weird. But it was really awesome. weird. It was really weird. Like I said, we love all of you. Don't hate us. Don't hate us. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so yep, here comes my list and i've got reasoning uh, yeah. behind my list a little bit because i'm old school i'm in i i'm a i'm a bit older than j-lo if you bit. guys don't know a little bit you don't know so okay i've got my list here in no particular order ed asner mm. i mean because i mean the guy's a living legend right. literally Seriously. okay lou grant i was just wow yeah and it wasn't much before that that i had been able to you know, talking uh, and and with Mary Tyler Moore. So Mary Tyler Moore and Ed Asner, that was like 
once-in-a-lifetime thing for one of them, but to be able to talk and know both of them, yeah. wow, it was that was it was just crazy. That was that was fantastic. William Daniels and Bear, uh, Bonnie Bartlett. Yes, come on, Mr. Feeney, guys, Kit. For, I mean, like, yeah. this was le- – and his stories about Marilyn Monroe and, yeah. and Lee Strasberg and just coming up in the system yeah. through theater and, and all the kind of stuff. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. For I an old school guy. his, like, stint on Grey's Anatomy, and, man, it was so good. It's, so it's good. so good. I mean, everything the man does is just brilliant. And, and, and plus, one of my favorite things about that interview, if you guys go back and listen, is just them, yeah. their relationship yeah. and how they are together and supportive of each other. And, it, you guys, in Hollywood, it's rare. It and for them to have been together as long as they've been that together long, and yeah. to have careers together, it's just an amazing thing. Definitely. That was that was a fun one. Oh, talk about an inspiring story in life. Yeah. And Eric Braden. Mm. Come on, guys. Victor Newman. Yes. He's on my list. I, I got to tell you, I'm a huge history buff. Mm-hmm. So that played into it. And then this guy has got to be hands down one of the single most intelligent people I've ever spoken with. Yeah. This this guy was phenomenal. He knows his stuff. He's one of those people that I like to say I can if you're somebody and I disagree with everything you say but you can back up what you say. Right. With an intelligent argument. I feel like that's him. Mm-hmm. Not that I disagree. I, I agreed with almost all the stuff he said. But I'm just saying, he's that guy like you will never back down because he can intelligently back up whatever his thought process exactly. is. Just an inspiring story. Guys, when he was born, they were bombing the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to this interview. I mean, you talk about a guy that was from the start like he's going to kick some ass. Yeah. I mean, come on. Billy Ray. Yes. Oh, Billy Ray. Last Tycoon, huge fan. I'm I'm just going to tell you, I'm a fanboy of The Last Tycoon. I thought it was one of the most brilliant shows ever made. I thought Billy Ray's creation of it and telling of it was brilliant. I, I fanboyed. I'm like, I would love to talk to Billy Ray. And then Billy Ray said yes. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> just the nicest guy ever. We talked about his career and all the writing and politics. He's very political and everything. But then, like, one of the best stories about the whole thing when he's talking is the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Selling Girl Scout cookies. Are, you know, just a phenomenal guy. Just a real gem. By the way, then he he helped write the new Terminator movie yeah. coming out, Dark Fate. Uh, he was responsible for all of the Sarah Connor mm-hmm. stuff in that film. So that's really exciting. He's, he's got the, the Eric Comey stuff coming out. Out, yeah, and and we're hoping, fingers crossed, every time we've we've got uh, uh, last tycoon follow up. Seriously, just saying with Lily Collins, it'd be great. Be great. Um, <laughs> Amy Rutberg, yes, Amy Rutberg. How fun was Amy Rutberg, guys? Seriously. From the get go, she was just always inspiring women who mm-hmm. are kicking ass in the industry, and and this woman is kicking ass in the industry, and and she was an amazing. I just like people who are real. She comes across so real and just so connected with people, and it was a really fun interview. Yeah, that's what I really like, and inspiring in the fact that when you know i thought i think her advice to the up-and-coming actors and her relationship that she built with her co-stars and stuff is just so inspiring she's just very real um and she worked with with uh danny strong which yeah, i loved if exactly. you guys haven't seen that i mean go see rebel in the rye or or you know uh rent it or buy it fantastic movie um autumn reacher yeah. Obviously, anybody who knows me follows me. I'm a huge fan of Autumn Reeser. Uh, just like got to be the nicest person in Hollywood, no yeah. doubt. Um, just real down to earth. Again, another woman that's kicking ass. She's a mom. She's like you know having a career and being a mom and and not skipping a beat with that. Um, always takes the time. One of the things I really like about her the most, talking about favorites and stuff, is 
how she is with her fans. Yeah. Not one time does she not acknowledge her fans or go out of her way to do things for her fans. Um, she knows, you know, she's where she is for how she got there. And I, I just a lot of respect for people who do that. Uh, just the sweetest person, nice person, James Chen. Yes. James Chen was hilarious, guys. Mm. He talking about all the Marvel shows and all the different things. Another guy that's just real. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, man, this is good." We had a great conversation with him about uh, Asian the uh, and the Asian, uh, you know, rise in Hollywood right. and the time that it took and all the kind of stuff that he had to go through and everything. Just a phenomenal guy, phenomenal actor. So he was a lot of fun. <sighs> Mark Valley, yes, because again. I'm a history buff. This guy, whoo, he's got a huge podcast, The Live Drop. Fantastic. If you like espionage and history and, and spies and all that, you got to check that out. It's phenomenal. Just a really good guy. He's from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. How could I not like that? Right. His comic book, he was on the Human Target. Fantastic. Stand-up guy. Great guy. Uh, Sam Medina. Yeah, right. Like- <laughs> It might be my favorite interview. Yeah. Because that guy was full of so much energy. He might have been helped out a little bit by just coming from the dentist. I think he was still on the gas a little bit. But that was the most high-energy, in-your-face interview I think we've ever had. Who am I? Um, But also inspiring, guys. This is a guy, go back and listen, who was living in his car, showering at the YMCA. He was that committed to his career and getting it done. And now he's killing it. Exactly. And dying. Like everywhere. In every movie. that's exactly. that guy. He's he's killing exactly. it. So very inspiring. Spencer Garrett. Yes. How can we not talk about our our guy Spencer Garrett? Mm-hmm. Just one again, one of the nicest single guys you will ever meet in Hollywood. Um, phenomenal guy. Huge Ant fan. Mm-hmm. Seriously. <laughs> Crazy Ant and regular yeah, Ant. He knows. <laughs> uh, we'll forever be grateful for him and the shout outs that he gives us and the support that he gives us and everybody with America yep. 2.0. Um, but Spencer, you're a stand-up guy, man, and we really appreciate your friendship and, and everything you do for us. Yep. And then finally, how can we not mention our forever guest, Seriously. Rebecca Kennedy? Mm-hmm. Rebecca Kennedy Whenever we need her, she is there. Yeah, when basically. we call, she answers. She's on the show. She's been a phenomenal guest every time she's been on the show. She is the sweetest person you can meet. She's a great actress. She's just a wonderful human being. And uh, she's always entertaining. She's even called in a couple times for our top ten. Exactly. Not even When she wasn't even a guest, she called in and played with the top ten, uh, top five and top ten with us. Exactly. So just a really fun person. Uh, I just And that's my list. Yeah. I it mean, was so hard, man. It was so hard. Like I said, we've had so many great guests on inside the Crazy Ant Farm that it was hard to just pick ten. Like we said, we love every single one of you. Thank you so much for coming on yet again. Like, yeah, just damn. And watch, like, 30 episodes from now, we'll have to do this again. Exactly. We've got some phenomenal ones coming up. Exactly. Just saying, exactly. look out. Especially our guests. some uh, original content people who are making their own way. Like Damn right. Uh, Jenna Saru. Jenna yeah, Saru, yeah. You're going to love that interview, Oh, guys. man, I phenomenal. We've got uh, Jake Hunter, mm-hmm. who uh, his original uh, daytime animated series uh, won an Emmy for it. Yeah. Danny Strong yeah. continues our Emmy and Golden Globe winners. I mean, yeah. if you guys aren't, exactly. you guys know who he is. Gilmore Seriously, Girls. Uh, Gilmore Girls. Guys, Buffy, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I mean, just everything. I can't wait to talk to him. But creators, like yeah. you said, and creating original stuff and kicking ass doing exactly. it. Exactly, so. loving it, loving it. And now it is time to head over to a little box office recap. I gotta say, damn, it's it was rough last week. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> it, was, it was slow. I got. The, basically, num- one through four, I predicted they would be in the top five, but 
they were not in the right places. The only one I got in the right place was Good Boys at number one. Hilarious, it, by the way. Yeah, seriously, still gotta go see that one. It got 21.4 million. I predicted 15 to 20 million. Hobbs and Shaw came in, in at number two with 14.1 million. Lion King came in at number three with 12.3 million. Angry Birds 2 came in at 10.3. Damn, that, that was like crazy yeah. off because that was the first week and I predicted around 20-something million. So I got that one wrong. It came in at number four. And number five was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark with 10 million. Oh, yeah, it was a rough week, but it was a slow week for the box office. It was. So. I mean, when your number one movie is 21 million, exactly. I mean, that's, kinda, that's usually a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and I so, mean, I think it's going to kind of repeat the same this week. I I, I think the summer, the summer tent poles for Disney is over, yeah, basically. Yeah, agreed. So it's going to be kind of slower. I don't think anything's going to probably break $35 million, if that, until the Mr. Rogers movie comes out. It's true. So that that's going to be a while, honestly. Honestly. But movies that come out this weekend are angels have fallen that's that it's the third one in this one in this uh podcast, yeah right? from olympus has fallen yeah. and london has fallen uh yeah, yeah it's... gerard butler he's a phenomenal actor i base i love everything he's done honestly yeah um, i'm excited for this one i really yeah. am i think it's gonna do well seriously seriously overcomer that's that faith-based one that looks really good about they... the runner with asthma right mm-hmm. yeah that one looks really good and then ready or not coming out this weekend but movies you can still go see are hobbs and shaw Lion King, Stories to Tell in the Dark, Dora in the City of Lost Gold, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Good mm. Boys, Angry Birds, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, Blinded by the Light, and Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yesterday, and man, it, woo, was it phenomenal. I loved every second of I'm it, I'm telling honestly. you, just brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. So good. And I'm so glad I got to see it before I decide to boycott Sony for like yeah. kicking Spidey out of the MCU. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, number one this week, I think it's going to be Angels Has Fallen with around 15 to 20 million. Um, number two, I think it's going to be Good Boys with around 5 to 10 million. Number three, I think, will be Hobbs and Shaw with around six to nine million. Number four will be Lion King with around six to nine million. And number five, I think, will be Angry Birds two with three to five million. Like I said, it it's gone. Summer, and and where'd you go, gone. Bernadette? Will be where'd you go, Bernadette? Exactly. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. That's a fitting title for a film that's probably gonna be gone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But get out to your local theater, guys. If you don't have anything going on. Uh, get Regal Unlimited, honestly. I'm telling you, man. Go see anything you want. Any, as many times as you want. Exactly. No restrictions, guys. No restrictions. Exactly. Finally got it, and I love it. Love it. Um, now it's time for the IMDb Pro Top Trenders this week, and nothing has changed since last week, honestly. If it's still the movie is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, TV show is still The Boys, and... The star is Aaron. I for, I don't want Moriarty. To, Moriarty. I don't want to butcher your last name yet again. <laughs> so congratulations, guys. Like we keep saying every single week, we love this app. We literally use it every single day. We use it for news for the podcast. When news broke about Spider Man, that's where we saw it. It was on the IMDb Pro app. If you're an up-and-comer in the entertainment industry, you need to have this app because it's literally the Bible of Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Can't say it enough. Yeah. Gotta have it. Honestly. 
Now let's switch it over to the music side of things. <gasps> Some stuff has changed. Yeah. Some stuff has finally it's been, changed. It's been, what, you've heard J-Lo say it for 18 weeks, yeah, right? Yeah. 18 weeks. Exactly. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But let's start off with the vinyl album sales. It is When when We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. She's been rocking and rolling, honestly. I'm very proud of her. Uh, top digital album sales go to... We Are Not Your Kind by Slipknot. I didn't even know they were still around. They're getting pretty old, honestly. So I didn't, <laughs> Careful now. And no. just saying, I'm just saying they're pushing 50, still doing screamo music. So, um, Top streaming song is Little Nas X, Old Town Road. That's like the, the top streaming song and the top digital song. That's mm-hmm. the only place that that song is at this week on the Billboard Chart Toppers. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. The artist of the week is Slipknot, and Billboard 200 album is We Are Not Your Kind by Slipknot. But the Hot 100 goes to Billie Eilish, bad guy. Congratulations. Yes. I saw that uh, Lil Nas X on Twitter congratulated her Absolutely. for uh, dethroning him. With... Her first number one hit. Yeah. Yep. I'm very proud. Like She's 17, so she's killing it. I'm just happy for all the young creators out there finally getting a time to shine. But... Be sure to do it safely, guys, because, I mean, we all talk about each week that the entertainment industry is kind of a dark place. So make sure to stay safe out there in these crazy woods. (laughs) It's true. I mean, it's a good way to describe it. Crazy wood, Hollywood, crazy hills and woods. Exactly, exactly. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in for this 80th episode of Inside the Crazy Farm. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. 20 more and we'll be at 100. Holy crap, man. It's just so insane to think about. It is. It is. Make sure to follow us on social media at Crazy Ant Media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit. Basically, anywhere you look at your social media, we're on there. Uh, Make sure to follow us both personally on social media. We're both on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at JLo Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. Yes, we have opinions about some crazy shit. Go make mm. sure to see our thread about Spider Man. <laughs> I know Dustin has a long one happening, but I do, know. I do, and my bowl. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, yeah, I was not happy. Not no, happy. not happy, not happy at all. Um, make sure to subscribe to this podcast inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and so many more. Make sure to or go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can read our professional and personal bios on there. You can go to the Inside the Crazy Ant Farm page, where we used to record videos of the podcast, which we're going to get back into, but you know we got to get settled in someplace first. You know how it goes working every single day. we got multiple things going on, and it's a lot for two people. we got projects coming out of our ears for the production company. We have to do this podcast each week, and... We're just nonstop making connections with everyone all around the world. So we've been pretty busy. We've been pretty busy. But our next connection that we're hoping to make is Oprah. Oprah!